I first, I have to start by saying how grateful and what a privilege it is to have you on today, Daniel, for representing the fabricant. Um, because obviously anyone who is interested in digital fashion knows how big the fabricant is and what a giant it is. So it's really exciting. So I want to start by saying thank you for coming on. Uh, for those people who don't know, what is the fabricant and how does it work? Uh, well, um, the fabricant is, um, let's say, is uh, the first digital-only fashion house. So we are uh, working um, for rebuilding the digital fashion industry. So we want to give uh, uh, people the freedom of expression and also we want to give the tools to create their own design. What we say is that uh, we are creating uh, the, the wardrobe of the metaverse. So yeah, this is the who we are in a in a in a in a nutshell. I saw in one of the fabricants' articles. Uh, I think it was called "The Power of Not Knowing," and obviously, when the fabricant started, you didn't know that digital fashion was going to be so relevant. So, why is what actually sparks the interest in this digital fashion specifically for the fabricant? Oh, well, this is a good question. So um, I can give like my, my own point of view on it uh, because um, I think uh, there is the, the need of uh, exploring something new and uh, exploring something that has never been done before. So digital fashion started like around six or eight years ago uh, where the first software like Marvel's design totally were kind of emerging and where uh, make uh, uh, interesting around around those like the possibility to create uh, uh, clothes in 3D, and then I think this kind of uh, interest evolved at this point in time where there is the possibility to uh, build something and to wear something in the metaverse, which is uh, something that uh, is kind of a uh, a lot of people might have heard about it other people knows about it but nobody knows uh, where we are going to 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 go with the within the mid the metaverse so is uh, the interest i think is uh, uh, because there is so many opportunities uh, and uh, so much interest to to discover i love how you said that because that's exactly why i'm interested in digital fashion because it is this unknown thing and yeah, it's why I like investigating it because who really knows where it's going to go? And I think yeah. that's why a lot of people find it interesting. You mentioned the metaverse and obviously this is all over the media right now. You kind of can't really avoid it. But I think still a lot of people are confused on what the metaverse actually is. So how would you, as someone who's literally working sort of within the evolution of the metaverse, how would you define what it actually is? Um, I think it's um, it's um, it's a it's a place where uh, we can build our digital identity, the the whole digital identity. We can regroup all the digital identities that we have uh, right now. I'm thinking about social media. I'm thinking about uh, a bank accounts and so on. We can have like our digital twin in a space fully dedicated to that. So I think it's it's a way to have like one centralized place where we can exist uh, and we can operate, we can actually, yeah, exist in, 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 a, in, a, in a parallel universe. 
Yeah, no, I love that. And coming back to the fabricant itself, so how does it actually work? And your role is obviously the 3D lead, if I'm not mistaken. So how does this fit into it and what do you actually do for the fabricant? Yeah, so my main task is to actively work on projects, both supporting and, and doing, my, doing my best to facilitate any kind of growth within the team. Uh, for instance, I would work on guidelines uh, and have everyone on the same page before a project starts. Or I would work uh, uh, with the team to develop internal projects like uh, the Twitch streams series that is ongoing um, right now. So, yeah, this is what I'm doing mainly. Yeah, and I'm interested... For you specifically, what interested you about digital fashion? How did you end up at the Fabricant doing what you're doing? Oh, this is a this is a very good question uh, because uh, uh, I started like let's say my background is in sport performance apparel design. I moved into 3D and digital fashion innovation in around 2013 because I became a culture D instructor uh, and I was uh, teaching and moving from different companies to, to, to teach Clo and to, and to work on their digitalization, their internal processes. Uh, then in 2016, I think in parallel, I became freelancer and I started freelances as a, as a 3D designer because I was trying to push 3D only design versus the traditional hand sketch, uh, design. And what always interested me the most about digital fashion, it is the possibility to express your idea in a very, let's say, compelling visuals. Because I think it's much more easier to uh, build storytelling and to sell a 3D rather than a sketch because uh, it's way more emotional and understandable. For instance, uh, you can make your, 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 your garment moving, rotating. You can uh, uh, design on a specific pose, let's say in a running pose. So this become functional design. And uh, in 2020, I was uh, freelancing and I came across the fabricant and we did a project together and uh, and I knew the fabricant from like uh, three or four years ago. So I saw the first like visual that they, they were putting uh, uh, on Instagram and I was like, uh, wow, this is uh, this is really cool as I was super excited when we started collaborating together and I joined in 2020. Makes sense because I feel your passion for the creativity that digital fashion enables really is in line with what the fabricant does. So it really makes sense how you did come together and that's really interesting. Um, but you, you must have seen kind of the digital fashion evolution really take off from when you started in 2013 to now. Is that is that right? And do you think the biggest leap has been in recent times with the pandemic and everything? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, at the very beginning, uh, it's that some it was something very new, and also uh, um, the the let's say the audience, the people were not used to communicate uh, because I think that these are mainly a communication tool. Uh, but with the pandemic, uh, uh, there was like a, a massive growth. So. I started freelancing. I mean, uh, I quit my my former uh, employee uh, position in 20, March 2020, and then uh, I started freelancing, and that was uh, 
fortunately and unfortunately the same time when the where the pandemics hits yeah. and uh i saw like uh projects that were i don't know uh growing and uh, and uh, and a, a lot of people looking for freelancers to digitize their their collection to being able to continue working and also the fact of not being in an office and being uh, at home or or wherever in in the world it was facilitating this uh, this uh, this thing like uh, you can work from wherever you are, where you are and and you can still be productive and you can still contribute into a project so in this sense uh, digital fashion was uh, accelerated by the pandemic the, there's a handful of digital brands out there that have kind of been born out of the pandemic however the fabricant is certainly one of the main giants within this new industry so what is different about the fabricant and why has it had such kind of mm. monumental success uh well i think uh, to my personal perspective uh, our main main differentiator is that uh, we embed the principles of the blockchain as a as a as a digital only company so we are community centered so we encourage co-creation and collaboration for instance the what we do is to connect monthly on Discord with our community to keep them updated and to share with them our roadmaps, for instance. So I think uh, I personally, I think it's very valuable. And uh, this is uh, something that um, so far I, I never seen. So I think this is uh, one of our main differentiators. I agree with that completely because you only have to go on the fabricants website and see that you have your blog posts and you have kind of so much detail about what you're doing and so much information about the industry in general and i think that really yeah it definitely drew me in for sure um when i was looking at the uh, at your website i saw that the fabricants been involved with so many incredible projects what's your personal favorite project that the fabricants been involved in I think one of my favorite projects, it was uh, one of the first uh, um, uh, 3D animation uh, video that we work. Uh, and it was uh, because it was uh, the first time for me that I was working with a lot of people from VFX. I learned a lot. I learned how to work on a large team with many different skills, so different uh, uh, from fashion. I learned how to animate, how to you, how, how to collaborate, how to how the pipeline works. So it was uh, it was really really interesting for me because it was my first time and I knew nothing about these processes. I knew nothing about it, and it was was a, a, a huge learning uh, for me. Also to see the different needs from uh, from uh, from the VFX people because here at the fabricant we are merging fashion and and vfx and uh, it was a huge learning for me obviously for you 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 have your background in fashion and then you went into 3d design so it's it's clear to see why you have the interest in it but for that for the fabricants kind of consumers what do you think is it that makes people interested in digital clothing platforms and do you think it's niche and yeah, what's what's your opinion on that? 
Uh, I don't think uh, it's a niche mm. because uh, uh, there are a lot of communities of creators that uh, are constantly share values and visions and are constantly connecting and creating groups. So I think uh, it's very easy to to come across creators uh, and it's very easy to to interact with them and uh, and it's not like a close ecosystem. Uh, so I think uh, and also because of it's like a fashion and VFX and gaming is is something that is much more horizontal. It's not like involving only fashion. Is uh, is more broad. Uh, I love that answer. And I love how you say that it's you don't think it's niche, and because it's true that so many people are interested in it because it it is across so many different industries. Um, but just for my understanding, what what actually is VFX? Like, how how does that work? Um, yeah, I, I know very little about it. <laughs> it's, it's visual effects. So basically, is. And maybe if there is some people that um, is working and is, is going to listen this podcast, I hope not to <laughs> to say something really horrible. But uh, <laughs> it's basically the whole industry that is uh, is working for creating uh, movies, for instance, uh, to add uh, the visual effects like I don't know, fire, flames, explosions, uh, uh, those kind of things, as well as uh, animations. Uh, uh, and uh, is an industry is the industry that is cre- is creating like all these kind of effects in in movies, and there are a lot of uh, different uh, uh, skills and uh, different roles in there, like uh, uh, mo- people who model um, assets, people who animate, people who rig, uh, who textures, and um, is a, is a very broad industry, and uh, and the whole fashion industry as well as we are the fabricant, we are basically. Uh, learning from the processes and make our our own uh, so we can integrate those uh, cool stuff that uh, they are used for are, are using for a lot of uh, a lot of time in in the in the fashion industry yeah and and has that always been a focus of the fabricant because I feel in my opinion it's only been in more recent times that the different industries like visual effects gaming and fashion have kind of come together um, but was this always a focus for the fabricant, even when it started off? Oh well, I think uh, when I saw the first uh, images and animation from the fabricant, uh, I, I, I could tell that was something that they were working since the very beginning, and uh, and I, I, I can see this uh, from like where they started uh, at the very beginning until now. It was like a a natural evolution of this uh, con- experimenting, this experimentation from different worlds. Yeah, and I suppose that circles back to the article that I saw of the power of not knowing and kind of taking that risk and just kind of exploring. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why it's, and it then coincidentally, it's kind of come together now. So that's really interesting. How much do you know about that? And could you talk us through a bit what that really means? Uh, well, we are, um, I think what you refer is uh, um, some projects uh, with, uh, let's say, some companies uh, like to digitize or to help them uh, 
uh, digitize their uh, their own collections, right? Mm, yes. Yeah. Was uh, okay. So um, we were working for with um, uh, let's say peak performance, and that was a great experience because uh, because of the pandemic, uh, there were there were the needs to digitize the the collection and to be able to have some samples to to share and to show uh and that was it is a very interesting experience because uh, we could see like what was happening uh, in the companies uh, how the needs are and uh, how much interest there are uh, on on digital fashion and the application of, of the different uh, meanings of digital fashion. We are only digital, but uh, of course, uh, th there is the whole part uh, that uh, use digital fashion to develop uh, uh, samples, to cut uh, basically uh, physical samples. And that's where we were also able to help uh, companies like Peak Performance to cut uh, their, uh, their samples. And, uh, and I think it's... Uh, is something that is really is really cool because uh, if you also uh, read the um, uh, sustainability reports from peak performance we were mentioning there because uh, thanks to uh digital fashion and uh, and uh, like the um, creating digital samples and not creating the uh, physical samples we were able to impact a little and uh, to reduce like uh, the the let's say that I would I wouldn't say the carbon footprint because maybe it's not the right term but uh, we were able to have a, a little impact impact yeah 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 no I'm really glad you mentioned that because obviously the sustainability aspect of digital fashion is what interests me personally about it the most um, so how much is sustainability a driver for the fabricant in digital fashion? If we think of something that we are not able to touch, we might think that uh, it uh, doesn't have an impact. Mm. While uh, everything that creates values is having an, an impact. And crypto and uh, uh, digital fashion is for, for sure does consume resources. Um uh, I think that what is, in, is is really different is that uh, communities are really sensitive to the topic and are very vigilant and 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 very active and strong. And they have a strong voice. So I think thanks to that, uh, and thanks to the cooperation and and the, to, to, with, with the community. Um, we have the possibility to always stay vigilant and uh, and acknowledge uh, the the problem uh, of course is a process sustainability is 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 the end goal what we are doing uh, at the fabricant is uh, that we are taking actions to make sure that everything we do is toward being sustainable so we always keep an eye on that is a process yeah. made of uh, constant uh, small improvements and of course a lot of learning yeah as a as a as a concrete examples i could say that uh, we are that we chose a flow blockchain because it's a blockchain that is proof of stake 
means that uh, is uh, a little less is consume a little less resources compared to um, uh, proof of work uh, blockchain. Oh, that's really interesting because I have always wondered because I know that obviously there's different sustainable alternatives. So that's that's really interesting. And yeah, like you said, something that you're probably always going to be constantly looking to improve. Yeah. Um, but then for you personally, what's like the most exciting aspect of digital fashion? Is it the sustainability, the creativity? I know we touched on it a bit before, but more for you personally. To me personally, is that digital fashion is very easy to, to approach. So everyone can, can access to it. Uh, it's very easy to learn from a tutorial and, and, and it's very yeah simple to find those tutorial and be up to speed uh, relatively quickly. Software nowadays are, are, are cheap to buy and uh, also the, the learning curve is very small. And of course, we have a lot of digital fashion communities uh, and they are very easy to find. Uh, find and, um, and also the digital fashion communities that I noticed are very open to share comments, uh, suggestions. Uh, we saw when we do the, the Twitch streams that there are a lot of sharing, a lot of uh, contributing, a lot of different perspectives. It's super, super cool. And also the time to produce your garment uh, and, and to share or show on social media or to sell is very short. So those three elements like uh, uh, approachability, uh, communities and, uh, and time, I think they are the perfect combination to let the creators uh, focus on, on the idea and not so much on technical realization in yes. the first place so this yeah. to me is super exciting because uh, if you have a smartphone we ju you just go on on whatever social media you join whatever community and you learn and you can do stuff yeah no i love that because it sounds like you're saying that obviously digital fashion makes the creative process of fashion design more accessible to everyone and obviously that's that's a great thing but so did you did you study kind of physical fashion design before going into digital uh not really <laughs> i came from a graphic design background and was a coincidence that I, a coincidence that i start uh, on a design studio so there i learned uh, how to design stuff and i was uh, like uh, working also together with uh, some pattern makers so i learned from them oh cool so you would you say that having that having that knowledge of kind of pattern making in physical garments is not essential to have success in 3d design it's not essential it's important of course if you want to be a great designer having like some uh foundation on on how to to to, to design as live is important but also digital fashion if it's not if it stays only digital and not physical well you can wear whatever you want. You can wear air, you can wear fire. So yeah. <laughs> it's really not really connected with the, 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 the physical part. So yeah, no, I, I, that's a really good answer. I, I like that. So what advice would you give for someone who wants to get into 3d designing and starting now? Uh, join communities, uh, 
let the algorithm of social media works for you. So be exposed to the to the topic. Uh, follow uh, our Twitch streams, <laughs> and and uh, and just experiment. Just uh, uh, download some softwares. Narrow down your selection. So I would recommend maybe Marvelous Designer or Claude 3D. That are the main tool that we are also using uh, uh, in the company. Why, why would you say to narrow down your selection just purely for simplicity? Yeah, yeah, yeah because it's very it's really broad, and uh, maybe it's, it's better to say uh, I want just to learn how to stitch a T-shirt. Then you have a couple of software that can you can use, and uh, and it's very easy to find people that can teach you. Otherwise, if you if you just say I want to do digital fashion, you have a landscape of tool that is uh, massive. <laughs> so that is true. And how long did it take you before you felt that it you were good at using three D software? And how much practice did did it really take to get to your level? Well, if uh, if you practice daily, I think uh, less than three months are enough to to be comfortable of course if you want to expand uh, your knowledge and say okay i'm not only working with a software but i want to work with a landscape of so of tools that allow me to create something that it might require more but the learning curve is 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 um, is is really short so i think uh, in in from zero to one week you are already able to create something and if you practice daily i think three months and you are okay to go yeah and i think it's one of those things where you get very much encouraged like you said when you see yourself being able to create something quite soon it kind of gives that positive reinforcement mm -hmm. and motivation to keep yeah. going so that's really interesting um but then i have two closing questions for you the first one is, what do you personally think is the future of digital fashion? And then more for the fabricant's point of view, how do you see digital fashion fitting into the post-pandemic world? So once we do return to everything in person, things like that, how, how do you see that fitting in? Well, I think... Uh... Is is uh, is uh, is not a reversible process. So now we are going through this digital identity metaverse uh, thingy. So I think is uh, is uh, even if if uh, if the pandemic stops tomorrow and 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 we go back to our normal life, I think now we are in the metaverse uh, and uh, and uh, and it's going to be part of our of our life it's like social media for instance when the social media disrupt the the whole the whole industry and now we we are living with social media and this uh, is uh, is uh, we have our digital stream there so i think uh, we we will all have our digital twin somewhere in the metaverse. We we all will be wearing digital clothes. We in totally new shapes. Uh, we will be wearing art. 
and uh, everyone will be creating their own outfits like uh, is is happening physically it will it will happen in in, in digitally uh what i think we should expect um, is that uh, we 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 will uh, um yeah, we will expect to to a totally new disruptive language uh, that uh, we all will have to learn in digital fashion. Uh, yeah, it's going to be as disruptive as social media and uh, and even beyond because uh, digital fashion is not only fashion; is uh, VFX, is uh, gaming, is visual arts, uh, all combined together. So it's gonna be yeah, totally the new disruptive language. I think. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And because, yeah, we've been in the pandemic now nearly two years and obviously it's here to stay, just like social media, as as you said. So that's a really good answer. Um, so why, just to finish off, why don't you tell people where the, they can find the fabricant and everything like that? Yeah, so you, you can find us uh, on uh, on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, you can follow us uh, on Twitch. So yeah, we are very active uh, and on Discord, of course, if you want to join our our community. So yeah, we are super super active in every in every social media. So it's uh, very easy to find us and uh, and it's very easy to talk with us because uh, on Discord. Uh, or on tweets, uh, we always talk uh, and we always uh, are there to, to talk with uh, with people, who, to whoever is interested in digital fashion. Amazing. Thank you so much, Daniel. And yeah, I just want to reiterate, if you want to, the best place to learn about digital fashion is definitely on the Fabricants <laughs> platform. So can't recommend yes. that enough. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.